0: Welcome to another episode of Midweek Meditation on the FPO Podcast, a weekly devotional podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Opelika. Each week, we take a look at one of the passages from the FPO Bible Reading Plan and have a devotional conversation about what God is teaching us in it and how to apply it in our lives. For more information on how to join us as we engage the Bible together, please visit firstpresopelika.org. Well, welcome back to another Midweek Meditation. This is the Midweek Meditation for January 19th. Uh, I'm here with Pastor Josh Yates, and Mm. we're taking a look at Psalm 8, this wonderful psalm that talks about the glory of the Lord Mm. and how God created us as human beings. Mm. So I just want to get us started. I'm going to read just a couple verses from it, and then we'll dive into some devotional conversation. Hmm. Sounds good. All right, so Psalm 8 begins, and these first two verses say, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. And then a little bit farther down, we see that he says, Yet you have made him man, a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. And then the psalm ends in the last verse saying again, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Josh, as you have been reading and thinking about Psalm 8, uh, what are some of the things that have come to mind for you?
1: Yeah, you know, um, the psalm opens with, uh, you know, an idea that we see throughout the scriptures and throughout the psalms of, uh, you know, we're told this is a psalm of David, of David just reflecting on how big and how glorious and how majestic the Lord is. You know, O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. And yeah. we all say yes and mm-hmm. amen to that. Like uh, the Lord, our Lord, is majestic. He is glorious. Um, and then in verse three and four, which uh, you read a portion of, he He begins to almost reflect on uh if God is that majestic and glorious what a privilege mm. we have that we actually have a very very big role a prominent position mm. in this project of creation that God has yeah. started so it's almost like David he he starts at this macro level of how majestic Uh, god is and and his understanding of even the cosmos and the solar system and Mm -hmm. light years and all of that was nothing compared to what we have and yet when i look at your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars that you've set in place david had an ability to grasp how big and mind-blowing yeah the cosmos was. He says, when I think about those things and how insignificant I am, what is man that you're mindful of him? He's he's almost floored, uh, humbled by the prominent place that he and that all of humanity has, mm-hmm. considering how vast and glorious uh, this is, and so it starts as this praise of God and then begins almost to flow into this reflection on humanity and the dignity yeah. of humanity. you know we, we were talking a few moments ago about what he says in verse five, uh, you've crowned him with glory and honor, which mm. is just another way to say uh you know what we see in Genesis chapter one where where we're made, where mankind is made in God's image. And so, James, talk with us a little bit about uh, just the significance that in all of creation, humanity uniquely Mm -hmm. um, is made in God's image. Uh, and, And let's begin to tease out some of the implications of that.
0: Yeah, I think, right, it seems Psalm 8 is almost like David looking out in the world and David reading Genesis 1, and he's like, This is incredible, Mm -hmm. right? Like God made the stars and they're so big and he also made me, right? To be made in the image of God, we see in in Genesis 1 and in Genesis 2, it means that God created man and woman together to reflect himself. Mm. God has put within man and woman together the dignity and the glory, like Like part of God's own glory shines through every man and woman that has ever walked the face Mm. of the earth. And part of being in God's image, we see even in Psalm eight, it says you have given him dominion over the works of your hands, right? God did not have to give us a job, but God said, I created the flowers. I created the world. I created all of this. And because you are like me, you also get to work and create mm. and leave your mark on these things. Mm. Because as we leave our marks on things, we're actually doing something God told us to do. Right? And I think right? we know, I think in our Reformed world, we're going to be very quick to say that man is totally depraved, which mm-hmm. is very true. You sure. don't have to look very far to see that. But sometimes we're forgetful that even though every single part of us has been affected by sin, we are still beautifully and wonderfully made Mm -hmm. in order to reflect who God is. Mm. What about for you, Josh?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I remember uh, something that a wise old uh, brother said to me at one point. He said that, you know we we do love to talk about depravity uh and oftentimes for good reason the gospel addresses our our depravity but he said you know you know long before man was depraved he was dignified mm. and he said long after men are depraved they'll be dignified mm. and just that idea of dignity before depravity yeah It's real easy for us to look around the world, especially at the opponents of the gospel, Mm -hmm. those who reject Christ, uh, the cultures that stand in such stark contrast to the Lord and just back, that's just depravity. And there's truth to that. And we should never align ourselves with sin, but what the scripture says is that every single one of those human beings, even God's enemies, Mm -hmm. are made in his image Mm. and they're worthy of dignity. (laughs) <laughs> They're worthy of dignity that sin has defaced the image of God, but it hasn't removed it altogether. Yeah, It hasn't removed the dignity that every human being uh, bears. Inside every human being, even the most violent haters of God, is something dignified that nothing else on the planet and all of creation outside of humanity has. Mm. Uh, that image of God. Uh, that's why... Uh, we as Christian people, as Bible-loving, Bible-believing people, we we say we're pro-life, and you know mm-hmm. those are obviously uh, terms and ideas that that we hear all the time these days, and it obviously certainly connects to the issue of abortion and the protection mm-hmm. of every human life. That's why babies in the womb matter,
0: yeah,
1: because they're made in God's image. We read in Psalm one thirty-nine that every human being is knit together in God's womb. And so we're unapologetically pro-life. Uh, but I think a place where probably most in our culture and our circles need to expand our understanding is beyond just the issue of abortion. We, we don't want to diminish that, but we need to say every human being yes. to be pro-life is to be pro-life for every human being on the face of the planet. Yes. Which is why we care about uh, or seek to care about uh all aspects of human life from beginning to end Mm -hmm. uh, because god says every human being is made of my image i've crowned them with glory and honor yeah (laughs) and if that's the case then we ought to treat every human being uh, as being crowned with glory and honor and so james we as we begin to tease this out you know one of the things we've got to say is there's probably some today uh, probably me and you on some level and Folks listening to us that right now need to be told, hey, you're made in God's image. Yes. (laughs) Here's what that means. No matter what's happening around you, no matter what you're being told from your own heart or from those around you, you matter. Yes. You have dignity. Because God says so. Because God says so. And that's actually a good reason. Yeah. Like when I tell my kids and they're like, hey, dad, why do I have to do this? I'm like, because I said so. That's often not a great reason. Mm -hmm. But when God says so, it actually matters. Yeah. And so every single one of us, we matter. Mm -hmm. Maybe not to anybody else. Maybe we feel insignificant in every room we enter. But to the Lord, Mm -hmm. He looks on us and He says, my image is in you. Yes. You are eternal eternally dignified and eternally significant. And so I think we just need to remind ourselves and anybody who's joining us, you matter. Mm. You are dignified by the Lord, the King of the universe, the Lord, our Lord, whose majestic name fills the earth, whose glory is above the heavens, looks at every single one of us and says, I've crowned you with glory and with honor. As we begin to trace that out, what are some of the other implications of viewing humanity uh, primarily through the lens of worthy of dignity and not yeah. necessarily just depravity? Yeah, you've hit on the
0: fact already that a lot of voices like, you know, it's very easy to hear voices against us and to believe that we don't matter. hmm and at the same time, it is very easy for us to be those voices, mm, right? Good. It's easy for us to look at other people and to say, actually, they matter less than I do. Okay. It's very easy for us to look at people that we are angry with and say, no, they don't matter right now. Right. So some of the people who are listening and, and we all need to be reminded often that, Right, Like maybe some of you are listening to this podcast on your way to work and your boss is not being a Mm -hmm. very great boss right now, but your boss is made in the image of God and matters to the Lord. Mm. The people we are frustrated with, the people who, as you've said already, Josh, who are actually enemies against the kingdom of God, they are made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And so we should be against all forms of... Oppression. We should be against all forms of diminishing other people. We should be not only against that, you know, at large, but we have to be very careful as Christians and believers about how we think, feel, act, and speak mm. against image bearers of God. Yes. Right. A- and this is why we're doing missions, right? The heart of mission is to know that every person that exists is made in the image of God. Every person that exists is sinful. And so we seek to carry the gospel throughout the world, that the world might be redeemed and those who are made in the image of God might be more and more in the image of Christ.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I was just thinking a couple of things as you were talking there
1: and um, what you said was was gold. I mean, especially in our, one takeaway for me in our current context is, uh, the climate of conversation that exists in our culture between groups that disagree with one another, Mm -hmm. whether, uh, that's about political issues, whether that's about theological issues, whether it's about college football alliance, you know, whatever, (laughs) we can go on and on down the road. It's so easy for us to speak ill of people with whom we disagree. And this isn't a call for us to act like there's not differences mm-hmm. and that issues don't matter and that right. we shouldn't think right and live right and we should just accept everything we hear wholesale. That's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving somebody dignity doesn't mean affirming necessarily what they believe in, adopting that for yourself. Right. So there are you know, voices that we need to reject. The tension is, but how do I reject the voice without de dignifying the person, if that's if we can say it that way, I think so. So, you know, it it, the political climate around us is very tense right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We ought to be able to disagree with people politically, yet treat them with respect Mm -hmm. and have conversations with them that show we believe that they're made in God's image (laughs) and that their political affiliation. Does not disqualify them uh, from the value and the dignity and the respect that God says is their, theirs because he's crowned them with glory and honor? And we could go yeah. on and on down the road. So I think that's that's one takeaway for me. And then you, you brought up the idea of missions, which I think is so critical here. Missions isn't just simply about uh, sharing the gospel with people so that they can get their sins forgiven and escape the world and go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, evangelism, biblical mission, God's mission is about the redemption of his image bearers being remade into the image of Christ so that this world is more and more filled with the image of Jesus. Adam and Eve were told to basically extend the edges of the garden so that God's reign, his image, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would be more and more on display. And that's the same for us. We share the gospel, the good news of Jesus, that he's the savior of the world so that people will come to know him and be remade into his image so that everywhere they go, the aroma of Christ mm-hmm. more and more fills the rooms, the homes, the streets, the offices, the relationships where they are. Yeah. Uh, and then one day God will take us home to be with him forever, uh, removing our sins from us completely. So uh, I, I love that you brought in that Um just that missional component to this, that's what we're up to. Mm-hmm. God didn't quit being about his image when sin came in. Yeah, uh, This is still about making the image of God cover the earth in a sense as we see
0: in other places as the water covers the seas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we can just end just with how Psalm 8 both begins and ends mm. with just this wonderful line of praise. "O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Mm, amen. FPO family, uh, we love you and we will uh, look forward to next week's midweek meditation.